Well, good morning. Hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday so far today. Mary Alice and I are going to talk to you one more time about Psalm 1. Uh, we've started our week talking about how that there are certain places in the Bible where the Bible describes how the life works, how life works. Now, <clears throat> originally, I was going to talk about Psalm 1, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I was going to talk about Psalm 2 on Thursday and Friday, but we got so deep into Psalm 1, we're going to have to put Psalm 2 off because we're going to spend the rest of this week talking about what is in Psalm chapter 1 or the very first Psalm. It is such a huge song. I remember memorizing it when I was a kid, and to this day, I still think some of the greatest truths are in this Psalm. Now, when I talk about a, a chapter that talks about how the world works, this particular chapter is about how the world works in between our ears. In other words, how do we have a right attitude? How do we have happiness? How do we have joy uh, in our inner person? And so on Monday, we talked about the three things that we don't do. You know, we don't live our lives in the advice of those who live as though there's no God. That would be the predominant culture of our day. Uh, then also, too, we don't stand stubbornly in doing wrong. And we don't sit judging with an attitude of mockery or scornfulness toward others. Then yesterday, we talked about what well, the a happy person does do. We, we, we take delight in what God teaches us about how to live our lives and we meditate. We think about how it applies to our lives. I love the third verse because we get into the promises. I love promises because promises are the bottom line. What, what, you know, show them what they want. You know, what can we expect? Uh, and here in verse three, we just have these enormous promises for the God follower who will not do the things that we shouldn't do in verse one and do the things that we should do in verse two. So let me just read the whole verse and then we're you and I'll talk about it. It says, they, and these are the people that don't do what we see in verse one, do what we see in verse two. They are like trees planted along the river bank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither. <laughs> oh, I love these words. And they prosper in all they do. So let's go back here. The happy person, by God's definition, are like trees, happy people are like trees planted along the riverbank. You know, Mary Ellison, I remember years ago, back before I started flying, you know, we would drive to all these conferences that, that I would do. We were driving to Florida. And I remember going through, I think it was Mississippi, and we were close to the Mississippi River, and there was like a, you know, like a, a tributary that was coming off the Mississippi. We were driving through this town. And I remember these trees that went down into the water. And what was striking to me, you know, we're from Texas and Kansas, was here's this tree coming down. And then all of a sudden, as it got close to the water, the trunk was almost as wide as the foliage on the tree. So what does that say to you when you hear that the happy God follower who lives the lifestyle of the godly is like a tree planted by the river? Well, if, they're planted, if the tree's planted by the river, it's there at its source of life. And I believe God is our source of life. So if we're a God follower and we are delighting in the law of the Lord and we're meditating on it day and night, that is our source of life. God is our source of life. And so if we're planted there, then we will never, um, we will never wither up because we're there at our source. I never thought about that before. That's just a great observation because you're saying on a practical level, that this idea of being planted by the river be to daily draw mm -hmm. from the Word of God, which we saw clearly in verse 2, mm -hmm. you know, and in, in, uh, meditating on it. You know, um, <clears throat> it's so easy 
for us to feel like our life depends on circumstances. Where's the market? Where's the stock market? Mm -hmm. You know, what's the job situation? What's the political situation? You know, and, and people get, even God, especially Godfathers, get happier and happy, sort of depending upon the climate mm -hmm. of what happens in a particular election. And I understand that, and, and there's a certain legitimacy there. But the idea about being planted by the rivers of water says to me that we're not dependent on circumstances. Right. Because a tree that's not planted by the rivers of water, it depends on rain, you know, whether the rain falls or rain doesn't fall. But uh, if you're planted by the rivers of water, it doesn't matter whether it's raining or doesn't rain, there's always that source there. So what, what I look at here is this person is not dependent upon circumstances. And then <clears throat> the next statement is this person bears fruit in each season. Hmm. You know, um, what does that say to you, Marie Alice? As we were talking about earlier, each, each um, season of life, we can be fruitful in each season of life. It changes. Yeah, it does change. We've lived long enough to see the seasons <laughs> change. One of the things, Mary Alice, I've talked about, this being, you know, leading up to the week of New Year, I preached my first sermon when I was 49. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Strike that. I, brain freeze. I preached my first sermon 49 years ago when I was 16, and Mary Alice was there. And so mm -hmm. we've talked about the various seasons of life that we've been through. So what are some of those seasons? Well, of course, there's a season of youth, and the Bible does tell us not to despise youth yeah. because even a child can be known by how they live their life. Uh, and then there's the young adulthood and uh, so much opportunity that we can utilize, and yet we still have limited knowledge. But, you know, even in the early stages of life, if we're that tree planted by the water, the, God can make up for what we don't know yeah, and guide us. I think about how that Satan will do everything he can to keep us from being fruitful in various seasons. So as you're young, well, you need to go out and have your fun. Mm -hmm. Well, we know when you're you know, newly married and, you're, and you start having young kids, well, it's just, we're just too busy to serve God right now, trying to raise my kids and get my career off the ground. Then when you're middle-aged, well, i got to start thinking about retirement. And then when, you, you know, when you're after middle-aged, well, you're too old to serve God now. Mm -hmm. And yet this verse says, this person is producing fruit in every season of life. Mm. And you know, that's beautiful because as, as I kind of hinted at a few moments ago, uh, Mary Alice and I started very, very early. Uh, when I first began to pastor, Mary Alice was still in her late teens. And that had to be funny because people would call you Mrs. Mm -hmm. Hoover and you weren't even 20 yet. Yeah. yeah. But and then of course now, now we're far later in life, but we can testify this is true. That, not that we've been perfect in this. It's just well, I think it's a comfort to God can use you whatever season you're in. God can still use you whatever situation you're in. Whatever season of life you're in, God can still use you. Because we're planted by the, by the source, like mm -hmm. you said earlier. Okay. And then, it, it, I love this, their leaves never wither. Um, to me, this speaks about someone, if, if a person's leaves wither, it means there was a time when they were productive, but then at some season they get dry. And we you know, hate to say this, but there are some older people who are cranky, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they just, they just quit producing. And I guess a lot of it is because circumstances. Well, the circumstances say I'm older. You know, mm -hmm. the circumstances, you know, if you live long enough, you're gonna have a lot of unhappiness in life. You know, when your kids are young, you're gonna think, wow, there's gonna be a day when they're gonna grow up and I'm gonna be, you know, they're gonna move on and we're gonna move on. And, and many of you know, when your kids get to be grown, then there are new challenges. Mm -hmm. And so you live long enough and there are going to be some disappointments. And, and we've seen people whose leaves wither. Sometimes we've seen people whose leaves wither because they just rebel against God and they get mm -hmm. off into areas of life that are not good. Mm -hmm. Well, I've saved the best for last. And I remember as a kid, 
I love this last line because it is an enormous pro promise. Now, let's just take a deep breath and look at it. And they prosper in all they do. I love that idea. They prosper in all that they do. So what do you think about that? Well, I think that gets misapplied a lot. <laughs> it is. <clears throat> but um, I think, you know, uh, prosper, I think if our, it goes back to delighting in the law of the Lord. So if our delight and our dedication is to the Lord, then he's going to prosper us as we serve him and as we live our life. And that doesn't, that doesn't, um, that doesn't mean he's going to make us filthy rich mm -mm. Um, but it does mean if he's leading us in an endeavor he's going to make it prosper if, if he's the one leading us then he's going to make it prosper that doesn't mean it you know it's only church related yeah but it sure. does mean that the the that it isn't following god that he's going to make it prosper yeah uh, there was a sort of thing that came about and a lot of this was through so-called christian television the prosperity gospel and it, like you said, it was so misapplied because the idea was <clears throat> if you do what God wants you to do, you're just never going to have a problem. Well, you know, you're an accountant, so you understand their debits and their credits. Mm -hmm. Prosper means at the end of the day, there are more credits and debits. And I think that's what we need to see here. Prosperity doesn't mean that life is just perfect and you have a jet plane and Mercedes Benz and three houses. That's not prosperity. That's excess. Prosper means you come out ahead. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean you don't go through a lot of difficulties, you don't have some really painful debits, but you have more credits. God just keeps crediting your account. And that's what I look at here, because in every one of our lives, we have important areas. I mean, notice one more time, it says in all they do. Mm -hmm. So they're talk we're talking here about career, we're talking about family, we're talking about health. There, there, there are going to be all kinds of problems, but God is going to keep crediting our account if we do these things. Yeah. Isn't that good? That's powerful. That, that is, is powerful. so powerful, you know. And for any of us today who are going through difficult, you know, we all go through, and, and I don't know what I'm talking about because I don't know anything about accounting like you do, mm -hmm. but uh, some of, we go through seasons of debit. <laughs> you know, we go through seasons of, of, of subtractions. Mm -hmm. And it's important for someone going through a season of subtraction right now to remember that we do these things by faith. Mm -hmm. You know, we, 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 we don't live our lives in the advice of the wicked. We don't get stubborn about doing wrong. We don't mock others and judge others. We meditate on the Word of God. We take delight in it. And it's a challenge sometimes to keep doing that when we're in a season of subtraction. But these promises are here. One more time, they're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season, all the seasons of life. Their leaves never wither. They never get bitter or angry, or at least stay that way. And then the Bible says they prosper. They come out ahead in everything they do. These are great promises. Yes, well, Mary Alice, this kind of life is not, um, we're not, not going to live this kind of life by accident. We really do have to get intentional about this. And so pray for us that God will give us the strength to do this. Absolutely. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for the instruction that you've given us in your word and in your promises, promises that are real. And we talked earlier about how you are faithful to each and every one of your promises. And we're trusting you, Father, that even though maybe there might be days where it doesn't look like we're prospering, that in your economy we're prospering, and that you, we can continue to confidently follow you. And that as we do that, you will prosper us in all that we do. And for each and every person that's watching or listening to Noah's Window, 
they're facing challenges I can't even imagine, Father, but you know, you know, know each and every life, each and every family. And Father, I just pray that you would be present in each of their situations and that you would draw them close to you, that you would wrap your arms of love around them. Help them to feel your presence, Father, and know um, the, the distinct direction that you have for them. I pray that you guide them, give them wisdom, give them comfort and peace. And help us all to dedicate ourselves, Father, to following you in such a way in this in this world that we uh, can claim these promises as we follow you. And Father, we're going to give you all the glory and the praise for all these things. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today on Noah's Window. Uh, as I said earlier, we were going to do Psalm 1 and 2, but I think we're just going to stay with Psalm 1 and how to be happy in, in this world and understand what's going on. We'll be back tomorrow with a really, really important Noah's window. God bless. See you tomorrow. Take care.